0: Hey guys, it's Simon. this is Wrestling Unlimited, as we are here on the 28th of September 2021 to talk about everything that went down tonight on NXT on the USA Network, or should I say NXT 2.0, that's what I should say, NXT 2.0. Now, as far as the show does go, in my opinion, I thought it was just all right It was just a show. I didn't think there was anything super memorable that took place on the show. I didn't think anything newsworthy, to be honest, other than matches announced for next week took place on the show. Now, there's assumptions we can make coming out of this show for certain things, and I'm going to give a prediction on something at the end of this, but as far as the show itself, and I don't say this much, but if you missed it, you didn't miss anything really that you need to go back and see. Like, there is really nothing on this show where I would go, hey, you didn't watch NXT? Eh, go watch this, this, or this. It, honestly, you didn't watch NXT? Oh, okay, don't, don't worry about it. Just listen to what I have to say, and we'll go from there. Like, that's how just all right, and if I was voting, I'd say just all right, this show actually was. It was just a show. Nothing major happened. And the only newsworthy stuff to come out of it was matches got announced
1: for next week. That is really about it. Um, I don't know
0: why Timmy Hayes is so mad in the chat. I've already corrected that I was wrong on that twice. So if you're going to try to start shit, you're going to get permabanned. I'm putting you on timeout right now. We don't need you to come in the chat every time. Just because you didn't hear me say something. You think you got to come in here and keep correcting me? No. No, that's not how this works, bro ham.
1: Get out of here, bro, bro. Anyways.
0: <clears throat> Anyways. Again, NXT this week, just a show. Nothing super special. And yeah, with that, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv, forward slash PWUnlimited, YouTube.com, forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited, and Twitter.com. Yes, I said Twitter.com, forward slash PWUnlimited. Um, oh, never mind, never mind. I read something from Mr. Bangs in the Twitch, Twitch chat, and it took me a minute to understand exactly what he was saying. Got it. Got it. With that, though, if you're watching on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us out by hitting that donate button down below or donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember you can subscribe to the channel one of two different ways. You can subscribe either with a tiered subscription, and remember it's September. So, as September, your subscription actually 20% off. But the cool thing is. The very cool thing about Twitch and Amazon and what they do in September is you get to subscribe for 20% off, but we still get all the full benefits. So if you guys subscribe to tier one, give us five bucks. We still get all of that. You guys only have to subscribe for $3, 20% off is three, I believe if I do the math right, but we still get the full benefits of $5. But with that, if you say, I don't got any actual money, I already pay Amazon Prime. Oh, you do. You already pay for Amazon Prime. Well, you can help us out there by linking your Amazon Prime account, to your Twitch account, and that makes it a Twitch Prime account or a Prime gaming account. With that, you get sometimes free games. With that, you get sometimes DLC for free for games. And you always get one free subscription to any Twitch channel that you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you subscribe to us right here, pw Unlimited. But even if you don't have Amazon Prime, you got to know somebody that does. And if you do, whether that's your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, your auntie, your uncle, your cousin, your, I don't know, guy that changed the oil in your car yesterday at the Jiffy Lube, the girl that gave you your Starbucks Macchiato Frappuccino pay, whatever they're called. I don't drink coffee this morning. You ask them, Hey, you got Amazon prime. Yeah. Can I use it to link to my Twitch account? Yeah. Cool. I'm on support PW unlimited, but on the flip side, if you're watching on YouTube, you can help us out a couple of different ways as well. You can help us out in the live chat by, excuse me, you can help us out in the live chat by donating a super chat or a super sticker donation. All Super Chats do get read live on the air, and they're all very appreciated. Very, very appreciated. Also remember, hitting that Join button down below, become a member of the Unlimited Army, and become a channel member right here on YouTube. As a channel member, you get early access to news, early access to podcast episodes, early access to interviews, got one drop first thing in the morning, and so much more. Plus, the most the most direct way to support us is by heading over to patreon.com forward slash PWUnlimited. Take a swig of this water and we'll talk
1: NXT. All right. All righty then. NXT kicks off with a pre-match
0: promo from Hit Row. They say tonight is all about the ladies. Hit row runs down the woman's title match on the show. Isaiah Swerve Scott makes a point to mention his North America title isn't on the line again. And B-Fab goes on to threaten Electra Lopez, saying that she would beat her like her own currency. And this kind of gave me Street Profit vibes, because they used to do this. They did it a lot last year with Street Profits, where Street Profits would show up and go, Tonight! We've got this match and this match and this match and this match and we've got this, 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 and this. And I go, okay, cool way to do it. And Hit Row did that tonight. Out with income, Legado Del Fantasma. As we had a match, it was Electro Lopez of Legado Del Fantasma against BFAP of Hit Row in a no disqualification match. Lopez used a, well, actually, I just skipped a whole bunch. Um, where was I? Where was I? Where was I? Um, the two brawled. The fight started in the aisleway and then ran, made its way into the ring when the bell finally rang. Not much really happened in this match, to be completely honest. Though they used chairs, tables, kendo sticks. It was a ECW knockoff match, but it was like ECW light and ECW WWE light. Not even that. The brawl was wild. Basically, this whole thing was just one big brawl. Where finally Lopez used a sit-out power bomb to pick up the victory. The two factions got involved during the match as well. Before it went through a commercial break again, not too much really happened in this match that you can recap. You just say, "Hey, a lot of
1: shit happened." It was a brawl, a big brawl. Going forward, we have the first of several skits depicting the Index honeymoon. Indy Hartwell
0: and Dexter Loomis were at the beach. Candice LeRae and Johnny Gargano were spying on them, but not in a creepy way, I guess you could say. It was all comedy, and Johnny dressed as a shark to scare Hartwell into jumping in Dexter's arms. All for laughs and whatnot and so forth. I don't know why Johnny and Candice went on the honeymoon with them, but cool. Also, I do know I can confirm that Candice LeRae has asked to continue to work as much as she can doing skits and stuff while she's pregnant until she literally can't until she's told you need to just stay home until that time in the pregnancy where she can't go to the PC or go out and film stuff like they did for the, this stuff tonight says she wants to keep working. So that's really cool of her. The next up, I guess we got the new version of Elias because now they say, ladies and gentlemen, Joe Gacy. Still also thinking of speaking of Elias, They did the whole Elias is dead thing. They had the tombstone. He burned some stuff like the guitar. And then they just dropped it. Nothing. Which is very, very, very interesting. And I got a crick in my neck. Okay, there we go. I think I, yeah, I think I popped it. Joe Gacy. Fresh off of some recent press. Is back this week with an in-ring promo. He sat in the ring saying that he was not canceled after all. He said he got attention, unlike some other top superstars here in NXT. And he didn't even have to throw a punch last week. He speaks for the misunderstood generation. He calls the, quote, enlightened ones. He called them the enlightened ones. Sure, whatever. And then took on Zion Quinn. And I go, who the hell is this guy? And so, during the match, which this wasn't really much of a match anyways... Barrett's like, oh, yeah, we saw Zion Quinn last week when he was walking in the parking lot with two women and had to teach a guy some respect and manners. And I go, oh, this is the same guy? Wouldn't have known because last week he was fully covered up. He had like a button-up T-shirt on, long sleeves, slacks and whatnot, looking good. And I could have swore his hair was like long in a ponytail last week. I could have swore his hair was long in a ponytail last week. But then I did a little Google and realized, oh, fuck, this is Daniel, v- Daniel Vidit, who's been around since November of 2018 in NXT and worked consistently for the most part since then. He has worked, and I'm going to pull this up really fast. Because once I heard the name Daniel Vidit, once I read that, I go, oh, I know that. It, well, that's the same guy. No, 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 no. I didn't realize it at first. That was the same guy. And so I looked it up. I went on his cage match. And I'm like, yeah, Zion Quinn is Daniel Vidit. And when you look here, I'm going to pull
1: up his cage match. Oop, that, that, wait, wait. Switch the screens. <clears throat> We pull up his cage match here. Let me zoom in a little. He's been Zion Quinn only
0: for a couple of weeks. So he worked a dark match for SmackDown back in April. You see right here. My Mouse probably isn't. Oh, there it goes. And no, 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 no. He didn't work a dark match. He worked. This was last year. So he hasn't worked in a while. They took him off TV and everything. But if you look, he worked at. Match against Sheamus got beat. Then he got brought up and worked that tag team match with Harry Smith, against Harry Smith and stuff. And then he's been he's done three matches, four counting tonight. But before that, before that, early twenty twenty, and a lot of matches in twenty nineteen. Daniel Vidit Because when when you say the name Daniel Vidit, I go, oh, I know who that is. But just by looking at him, I wouldn't have known. I didn't think he looked the same. Could have swore last week his hair was longer. And I could have swore, as Daniel vid it, his hair was longer, too. So they cut his hair. And I never noticed all the tattoos on the back of his head, probably because of the hair. So, cool. We'll see where this leads to. He looks like a Vince-ass guy. He's got the body of of a lean-cut MMA fighter. Like a 190-pounder or something, 185. So... He looked impressive, didn't do too much, just beat the shit out of Oni Lorcan in a rematch from 205 Live. It was a non... You could maybe call this match competitive, but not really. It was a showcase for, for Quinn. He smashed Lorcan with a flying forearm and pinned him. Not much happened. We then got a profile on Grayson Waller. He's a risk taker. And his first singles match in NXT... It's for a title. And I'm like, oh, they already changed his look. Last week, hair blonde. This week, got rid of the blonde. Just brunette brown.
1: So I'm like, oh, okay. Um, Gabriel Perez has two years in the PC. Not just
0: in the PC, because if you look at his cage match one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29 NXT matches where I want to say most are live events, but not all. Most are live events, but not all. There are a couple on on television there, but, but here's the thing. Vince did take a look at him earlier this year. That first show on the road in Houston, Texas. They called him along with Odyssey Odyssey Jones and Austin Theory. So I don't know if he's going to get called up in the draft. But maybe there's a chance. I think if the, no, they needed to showcase him tonight if that was the case. But yeah,
1: going forward. Samantha Irvin. I hadn't seen this girl before. She interviewed the
0: NXT Tag Team Champions MSK in the ring. They were then interrupted by the Grizzled Young Veterans after saying they're going to smoke Tag Team Division. Nash Carter said it, and Wesley was like, smoke? Oh, okay. Okay. Anyways, Grizzled Young Vets came out said so that they're the top contenders. They want to challenge for the titles and this and that. And then Carmelo Hayes. And Trick Williams come out. And they go, yo, we want to we go for them belts. And we've got the golden ticket. We're like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. We're like Charlie and Wonka's Chocolate Factory. We can come after your titles anytime we want with this. And then out comes Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen. And Josh Briggs is like, oh, no, we want to go for the titles. We want to win them titles and then crack open a cold one. And I go, oh, WWE advocating for underage drinking. Because, uh, hold on, give me one second. I didn't
1: look this up earlier, but I should have. Josh Briggs. 28 years old.
0: Cool, cool. Brooks Jensen. 20. Brooks Jensen is only 20 years old. And they're talking about how he was in a bar and got into a bar fight with Josh Briggs and that's how they became friends. Because he was drinking in a bar and then got into a fight. And then tonight, they're like, oh yeah, we're going to win the titles and open up a crack of cold one. Damn. Damn. WWE over here advocating for underage drinking. Anyways, big brawl. Melee ensues, as you may say. Which is leading to an eight-man tag team match next week. It will actually be... MSK, a, MSK, Josh Briggs, and Brooks Jensen against Grizzly Young Vets, Carmelo Hayes, and Trick Williams, which is weird because I get it. Grizzly Young Vets, Carmelo Hayes, Trick Williams are the heels. But freaking the funny thing is Grizzly Young Vets were making fun of Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams because it's like, yeah, we bowed it. We bowed it, bowed it. And they're like, you're what? Huh? I don't even know what you're saying. So I thought that was funny. But going forward, where was I? Mandy Rose curled her hair tonight. Cool. But what was the interesting thing is they also changed JC Jane. They dyed her hair darker. Like it was more of like a strawberry blonde before. Now it's just dark brown. Now it's just dark brown. Uh, BFG, I know where um, Daniel Vidit or now Zion Quinn is from. But that really doesn't matter because that's, yeah, it doesn't matter anymore. He's been with WWE since 2018. He's just a WWE NXT superstar. I was just saying, you know, I, I get he's a former rugby player. I get that.
1: But that really doesn't matter anymore, to be honest. um, Going forward... Okay, Timmy Hayes, you're just going to get perma banned
0: because now you're in here trying to start shit with other people. You're gone, bro. You're gone. Like, you're done. Really? Like, you're over here telling people, make me shut up. Like, really? I don't need that in the chat. We don't need the negativity. You're going to do one too many times? You're going to get banned. And you've been banned out of my chat. Not just timed out, but gone. God damn it. I apologize for getting a little upset there. But if people are going to come into the live chat and try to start things with other people, then you're just going to get banned outright, and not just, not just um, what's it called?
1: Not just timed out, banned. You're gone, sucker. Anyways, going forward, we had. NXT Tag Team Champions Io Shirai and
0: Zoe Starks, they took on, or they defended their titles against Gigi Dolan and J.C. Jane, and this was a head-scratcher-ish. Ish. For a couple of different reasons. So, Io Shirai, Zoe Stark, they retained their titles. Again, a nothing match that doesn't even need to be recapped, because it was short and not much happened. But Shirai pins Jane to retain the belts over Toxic Attraction. So, Fast-forwarding, when they come out at the end of the show, attack Frankie Monet, attack, um, I just forgot her name, um, Jesse Kamea, attack Raquel Gonzalez, how are we supposed to take them serious when they lost on the same show in a big, high-profile title match? Are we supposed to believe, okay, 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 JC and GG aren't ready, but Mandy's ready? Mandy's ready. So we can take it seriously as Mandy's going to challenge Raquel. I didn't like that. If they, were going to, uh, if they were going to attack the champion at the end of the show, and the last thing we see is them standing tall over the champ, they should not, not, not have lost a match earlier in the night. Regardless if it was a title match or not. They shouldn't have even, they shouldn't have been in a title match. And they should have just done a regular match and won it or not had a match tonight at all, then came out and attacked the champ. So, I didn't like that because it's like, and I tweeted it out. How are we supposed to take them serious attacking the champion three-on-one and whatnot? Again, it's three-on-one. Heels have the advantage. But how are we supposed to take them serious when they got their asses beat earlier in the night against Io Shirai and Zoe Stark? I just don't understand it. I don't understand it as, at, at all. Even, even Mandy got taken out at one point when Stark, I think, dove through the ropes and wiped Mandy out. So it's like, not, only, not, not just the fact that, okay, Gigi and JC, they got beat. They didn't look too good. But even Mandy got wiped out at one point during that match. So it's just like, ah uh, uh, well, I didn't like that at all. Warm Hedgehog says, did Toxic Tracks get buried? I wouldn't say they got buried. No, they just lost a match against the tag team champions. But the fact of the point is, how are we supposed to take them seriously when they lost earlier in the night? When they got beat? Like, okay, they lost to EO. Well, EO lost to Raquel. So if we're supposed to think that they can't even beat EO, how are they going to beat Raquel? You know what I mean? It's kind of like a ladder thing. Raquel beat EO, or Raquel beat EO. But EO, with Zoe Stark, beat Toxic Attraction. So how is Toxic Attraction? was us come up here and be competitive and equal to, to Raquel. You know what I mean? Robbie, you did nothing wrong. Robbie, you did nothing wrong. You do not need to apologize, Robbie Rice. You did nothing wrong. It was all him. You've been doing it for weeks, and I've given him warnings, and he's gone. I don't need the negativity and people in the chat trying to start stuff. So going forward, Braun Breaker had a great, and I mean great vignette where he called out NXT champion Tommaso Champa. The champ responded with his own promo and says he's not backing down from any challengers and knew that this was coming. He knew that eventually Braun Breaker was going to want to come after him in the title. Next up, Boa defeated Andre Chase. Now Chase's gear looks like he stepped off the leave it to beaver set. And this is heel versus heel, too, which is kind of weird. Mei Ying blew smoke in the face of Chase at one point, and Boa hit him with a heart punch. Boa then delivered a slop drop and pinned Chase to pick up the victory. Next up, the NXT Cruiserweight Championship was on the line when Roderick Strong of Diamond Mine defended against Grayson Waller. Waller jumped strong before the bell in a sneak attack. Basically, he just thought, hey, I I got all these guys out here. I need to get get going, good get going quick. Strong was suddenly in control, though. Like, quick, he got he got attacked and jumped, but it didn't really phase him. Finally, went to commercial when they came back. Strong was still in control. Waller tried to make a comeback with the missile drop kick. Strong fed a little for Waller. It was a flying elbow, an elbow drop for a from the second rope. Waller got a near fall, a stunner by Waller for another close two. Waller was on a roll until Strong struck him with a jumping knee strike. Strong then just pins him to pick up the victory. That's it. Just pins him to pick up the victory. Then we got the worst thing on the show. The worst thing I've seen in a while by WWE. It's lashing Out with Lash Legend. And that's her name. Not a nickname, Lash da da da, Legend da da da, you know. No, her name is Lash Legend. Like what? And the show's called Lashing Out with Lash Legend. And this is supposed to be like a take on a late night talk show segment or talk soup or or um, what's that other one that's like talk soup? Tosh point oh maybe. It's supposed to be like a rip off of those kinds of shows. Even even maybe a little bit the daily show with Trevor Noah formerly with um i just lost i just went blank anyways it's like a it's like a rip off of talk soup or tosh.0 but less of the the comedy ish i don't know i didn't like this at all she was on a stage like in a comedy club and she was talking about different people and she said something about we saw Cora Jade and her boyfriend earlier and he he looked and she's like made fun of his looks. She goes, he ain't a hunk like this guy. And then they showed a picture of Ikamanjiro. And I go, oh, oh, nothing. No offense, Ikemanjiro, but is that the joke that we're supposed to think that you're the hunk? The good looking hunk? I don't know. But this wasn't good at all. She ran down a couple other people and yeah, it ended, and I was grateful. Uh Delorious one says, It's a rip off of Wendy Williams. I don't know who that is. I don't know what Wendy Williams is or who Wendy Williams is. So I couldn't make that comparison because I don't know who that is. But yeah, this wasn't good. And then they come back from it and Wade Barrett's like, you know, I liked Happy Talk last week on SmackDown with Happy Corbin, but Last Legend, lashing out with Last Legend, I may like that better. Those are two of my favorite things right now. And I go, oh, fuck. thing, you're a heel. Next up, Kyle O'Reilly took on Ridge Holland. O'Reilly jumped Holland during his entrance and the show cut to commercial as the two were brawling a ringside. The match was joined in progress. Now, the match was joined in progress. When we came back, Holland got to showcase his power and O'Reilly fought from underneath multiple times. Pete Dunne ran down to cause a distraction. Actually, no, I shouldn't have wrote run down. He came out with Holland. I don't know why I wrote run down, but... He caused a distraction, and it backfired on the heels as O'Reilly used an O'Connor roll knock done off the apron, allowing him to roll up and pin Ridge Holland, so Kyle O'Reilly defeats Ridge Holland. After the match, the heels double team Kyle O'Reilly, but out would come Von Wagner to make the save. The heels run away, and this sets up a tag-team match, I believe, next week? No. I assume this is going to lead to a tag-team match, but nothing was announced for next week. I assume it's going to be Pete Dunn and Ridge Holland against Von Wagner and Kyle O'Reilly at some point. But actually, it wasn't announced for next week. Going forward, we got another Tony D'Angelo skit. Guy's supposed to be from Chicago, but he sounds like he's from New York. Trust me, I got Italian family in both cities. I got most of my Italian families in Chicago. I got some in New York,
1: and he sounds like the one's from New York. So, I don't know. Uh, we also learned that next week, LA Knight will
0: take on Odyssey Jones, and like we stated earlier, eight-man tag team action, MSK, Josh Briggs, and Brooke Jensen against the Grizzled Young Vets, Carmelo Hayes, and Trick Williams. Going forward, with the NXT Women's Championship on the line, it was Raquel Gonzalez against Frankie Monet. Gonzalez looked strong early with power moves. Monet gained the advantage. She got some heat on Gonzalez. Monet taunted Gonzalez, and no-sold her for a little bit as well. Gonzalez, though, hulked up and began a comeback. Gonzalez went for her finisher, but she was stopped. She then played off of Gonzalez's bump earlier in the match, where Monet worked over her back. Monet then tried to capitalize, but she's caught by Gonzalez in a powerbomb, which actually led to the finish. So, powerbomb... Pin, one, two, three. Raquel Gonzalez retains the title. Raquel retains the title. Frankie rolls out of the ring with Robert Stone and Jesse Kamea, and they're, like, retreating. And then they get attacked. Attacked on the stage by Toxic Attraction. Toxic Attraction takes them down, and they surround the ring. And fucking Wade Barrett goes, Oh, oh, my God, Vic. This is giving me Nexus vibes. And they go, this is what? Nexus. No, it's not Nexus. This is not at all. Toxic attraction, run in, and they beat down the champ as she's trying to hold her top up because her strap snapped in the middle of that match with Frankie. So she's trying to take this beating while not letting her boob pop out, and she's just getting wrecked and wrecked, and they're giving her all kinds of shots. Finally, they hold her up. Mandy runs at her and hits her in the face with a knee. Rose then poses with the championship as the show goes off the air. Now, one thing I forgot to mention is earlier in the show, Raquel was being interviewed, and Mandy walked up and kind of side-eyed her and said that the title would look better on her. So, yeah. They kind of teased this earlier in the night, and then they gave us the whole, here's your next challenger, Mandy Rose. No, no, no. Um, if she says Surprised you don't know Wendy Williams is, she had one of the top talk show I don't watch daytime TV. I don't watch daytime TV. I literally don't. So if she had a talk show on daytime TV, like I don't watch Rachel Ray and Ellen and Oprah and all that. I never watched any of that stuff. So if she had a daytime TV show on the last 25 years, cool. Kudos for her for having a show that lasted that long but I literally don't watch those kinds of stuff. The only time I see daytime TV is if I go to my parents' house around 3 and 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and my mom is watching either Ellen or Rachel Ray. Those are the only times I see that kind of stuff. So I go to my parents' house, and my mom's watching Ellen or Rachel Ray. Other than that, I don't watch daytime TV. I honestly don't watch much regular TV at all. It's all appointment television. I DVR the shows that I like. And then I watch them pre-recorded, unless it's sports like NASCAR or wrestling, sometimes football, basketball. I'll watch that stuff live and when they're right, right really on. But other than that, it's all DVR stuff and yeah. But with that, guys, that was NXT. That was NXT 2.0. An alright show. Nothing extremely special happened. We got some stuff announced for next week and I guess, woo, Mandy Rose going to challenge for the bail. Eh. <laughs> I don't like that at all. You know what that is? Fucking Iron Sheik would call that.
1: Fucking bullshit.
0: Yeah, fucking bullshit. Stupid. Dumb. But with that, you know what I thought of tonight's show? Now I want to know what you guys thought. But before that, let's talk about Patriot. I'm a to butcher this name. Pediatric Cancer Awareness Month. It's almost up. You've got just a couple more days. To help support Connor's Cure and the V Foundation by going and buying yourself some beef jerky from Wicked Cuts Beef Jerky. Let's take a listen on what they have to offer right now and how you can support the fight against pediatric cancer. It's Patriotic Cancer Awareness Month, and we here at Pro Wrestling Unlimited have teamed up with Wicked Cuts Jerky to fight the big fight against childhood cancer. Wicked Cuts Jerky is also partnering with WWE Connor's Cure. And the V Foundation on this critical endeavor. Stephanie McMahon and Paul Triple H Levesque founded Connor's Cure to honor the life of a very special little boy, Connor Malik, an eight year old wrestling fan who inspired the universe through his battle with medulloblastoma. Through their partnership with WWE and the V Foundation, Connor's Cure is dedicated to raising funds and supporting the ongoing research in new agents for innovative therapies for kinder treatment and ending patriotic cancer. Over 400,000 children worldwide are diagnosed with cancer every single year, and in the United States, it's the leading cause of death by disease post-infancy. Connors Cure has teamed up with the Wicked Cuts Jerky Group to create a new flavor of smoked barbecue bacon jerky. All proceeds for the sale of this exclusive flavor will be contributed to the V Foundation and Connors Cure to ensure the continuation of the research needed to help and end childhood cancer. Children are our future. We must fight to ensure that every child has the chance for a bright future, full of hope and opportunity. So now you have the opportunity to purchase your own bag of smoked barbecue recipe at www.wickedcuts.com. That's Wicked Cuts with a Z. Remember, every dime of this special flavor does go to end the war of childhood cancer. So with that, guys, head over to Z.co now and get your bag, or more specifically, bags, of their smoked barbecue recipe beef jerky. And all the proceeds of this specific flavor will go to help the fight against pediatric cancer, Connor's Cure, and the V Foundation. Now, I want to talk about something. That's something that happened at the end of NXT. At the end of NXT, Raquel retains the title, and out comes Toxic Attraction, and they attack. They basically take out Frankie Monet. Now, I could be completely wrong here, but if I'm predicting, that could have been the write-off, the send-off the end of Frankie Monet in NXT. I think, and we've heard that a number, good number of NXT talent will be called up in the draft this week. With that, I think one should be Frankie Monet. I think she should have skipped NXT to begin with. You could have just thrown her right onto the main roster and she would have been fine. She would have been more than fine. She would have been better than 90% of the women on the main roster, if not 95% of the women on the main roster because she's one of the top female professional wrestlers in the world. And so I think you bring her up. But not only bring her up, I think you bring her up Pair up with Mr. Uh, John Morrison. Make them a top act. Put them on Monday Night Raw. And i am telling you right now, it would be a great program. Great program. Big E defending the WWE Championship against John Morrison, where he's flanked by his wife, Frankie Monet. And they are here representing Slamtown. And I think that could be fantastic. I think you put them, you make them kind of like, how they were towards the end of Lucha Underground and how they were as that dynamic duo in Impact where they're representing Slamtown and their heels that don't give a damn about nothing just think they're super cool and the best and the greatest. I think you do that on Raw and it could be phenomenal. You build them up for about two months and then Royal Rumble time comes. John Morrison challenging Big E for the title. You don't have to win the title. You don't got to... Beat Big E for the title. But tell me those matches wouldn't be good. Tell me that program wouldn't be good. Them cutting promos back and forth. Where you've got Big E and John Morrison cutting promos back and forth. And then Frankie cuts in and she starts doing her thing. Talking down on Big E. Tell me that wouldn't be good. Cut the drip drip shit. Make him the mayor of of Slamtown. And there you go. Serious. But still kind of quirky-ish funny. John Morrison with Frankie Monet, his wife. I think you do that on the main roster and it will get over big, big. Those two together, they've dropped, I mean, Morrison's already dropped the Miz. So he doesn't need to, it doesn't need to be Miz, Morrison, and Frankie. It's just Morrison and Frankie. Morrison and Monet. It's just John Morrison and Frankie Monet from Slamtown. You do the Slamtown gimmick, and it could be fan freaking tastic But with that, guys, you know what I think. You know what I thought of tonight's NXT. But now I want to know what you guys thought. Remember, you can tell me what you thought about the show a couple of different ways. Either by putting a super chat right there in the YouTube chat. Or by texting into to 510 906 1341. And that number is 510 906 1341. I like Johnson's idea here too. You could do John and Taya, well, Frankie now, against Miz and Maurice. You could. And that could be like a way you put, like, Miz comes back after dancing with the stars with Maurice. And he's like, hey, I made it this far on dancing with the stars and this and that. And, da, da, da. and Morrison comes out and goes, Miz, you're finally back. You're going to stop running away from me. And then Maurice can, like, yell at him, oh, John, and this is and then out comes Frankie to take out Maurice, and then it sets it up. I, I mean, it's, it's a built-in story right there anyways, but then you use Miz as the launching point of Morrison to become a top guy, or top-ish guy, to where he's at at least at a level where he can challenge, but no one would probably believe that he beats Big E for the title. He's got his wife with him. I love it. I'm loving this idea. It may never happen, but hey, it's an idea. It's an idea. Anyways,
1: anyways. As far as the polls do go, though. Which poll here?
0: 80% of you thought the show tonight was just all right, with 20% not liking it. As far as the Twitter poll. um, Twitter poll, Twitter poll, Twitter poll. 48% liked tonight's show. thought it was all right. And 10% did not like NXT. As far as the YouTube poll does go, 59% of you liked it. Wow. 59% liked it. 34% thought it was all right. And 7% did not like NXT. Check
1: the text messages here. Says, Why did says, uh, what did
0: Mandy Rose do to earn an NXT Women's Championship match? Nothing. And it's WWE. That's the time you don't have to do anything. I mean, what did Sheamus do to deserve a second title shot on Monday Night Raw last night? Nothing. He lost at the pay-per-view and then just got another title shot the next night. It's WWE. It doesn't have to make sense. For said I think NXT 2.0 did okay tonight. But if Hit Row do go to the main roster... What do you see them doing up there? And who make you laugh more in any? Team? Okay, I don't. What? Who make you laugh more in WWE all times? Who do I think is the funniest person of all time in WWE? As far as Hit Row does go, I think you put Hit Row on Raw. You move Hurt Business over to SmackDown, and then you just basically on Raw you have replaced one heel team or one heel trio with another heel trio, and they can be right in that area, right in that mm, that mm, like spot, but not top. Maybe you could have Swerve come in, challenge Damian Priest. Versus says, uh, as far as who's, I think is funny. There's a lot of people funny in WWE. I can't name just one. I mean, The Rock's funny. Stone Cold's funny at times. Kurt Angle's funny. Brock Lesnar's even been funny back in the day, but anyways. Anyways. Versus says, with Frankie losing, do you see her moving up or getting another title shot, possibly dethroning where Keller Mandy won a game? Talked about that already. Um, Which says, do you think the U.S. and IC titles will switch brands? If so, no more Dancing Pat McAfee. I don't think they switch brands, not just for that. I don't think they switch brands because they did the whole titles and champions switch last year with the Street Profits and the New Day. So I don't think you do switching of champions again two years in a row. You can, but I wouldn't do it. Versus says, can you imagine John Morrison, Frankie, and Cross? Huh? That would be one hell of a team. Do you agree? Carrion Cross? Why would you add Carrion Cross to them? I don't understand that at all. Was Cross with them an impact? Not that I. He may have been. Now that I'm trying to think, I remember him being with Austin
1: Aries. Hold on. I don't remember him being with them in impact or anything. I remember they had a
0: match against each other for the title. But I don't know why you would say put Carrie and Cross with Frankie and Johnny. I don't understand that at all. Like, that just doesn't make sense to me. But I think just them two together and you do the Slamtown gimmick. You don't have to do the drip drip stuff. And no, Frankie could be as serious as she's been, she can be the one to snap him out. Out of the drip drip stuff. And say hey. You're the mayor of Slamtown. Miz may have made you his goofy sidekick. But that's not who you are. I think that's how you can do it. I think that's how you can do it. But with that. I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And Twitter.com forward slash PWUnlimited. We'll be live again tomorrow. To talk about AEW Dynamite. With that, guys, have a great night, have a great Wednesday, and I'll see you next time.